All right. It is 5.45, March 7th, 2022. We're having an emergency NFL offseason episode. And with that, cue some music. Welcome to Bet by Numbers, the most consistent betting podcast in the world. Got a little thunder rolling in tonight. That's great. We're still, uh, what are we right here? We're still enjoying our NFL offseason hiatus, but with so much NFL shit going on last day, and obviously since the Super Bowl, we got a couple storylines coming since then. I uh, figured we'd get in here with an emergency show this evening. Matt's off hanging out with old people. So I'm rocking solo Esanoche, playing some Fortnite solos. Actually, let me go ahead and get that going. We're ready up. We are here, of course, with our trusty robot producer. Okay, Google, when is the NFL draft? The 2022 NFL Draft will start on Thursday, April 28th, and will end on Saturday, April 30th. There you go. That's when the draft is. Uh, we're going to do, let's see, what we got? Go over some of this big NFL news. I mean, it's massive. It's crazy. Some of it's expected. Some of it's not. And then we got a couple bonus round ball picks. All right. Okay. Let's see. Uh, where, where, where to start? Uh, we'll start here because it's the least interesting part. Got some significant franchise tags going on out there. I haven't done the show solo in a while, so this is going to be stilted and bad. But that's pretty par for the course. Dalton Schultz getting tagged by Dallas. Is the name Dalton? I always want to call him Dwight Schultz, but that's the, that's the guy from the A-team. Chris Godwin got tagged by Tampa Bay. Not really a surprise there. I think Tampa Bay is still sort of betting on Brady coming back. Or they're at least betting on being able to attract a quarterback. That, I mean, they've got a microwavable team there. they got everything you want. Secondary needs a little work. But otherwise, you drop a good quarterback in that situation, Tampa Bay still competes, especially when you look at the rest of the NFC South. Obviously, Matt and I are huge fans of that. Well, I say we're huge fans of the division. Our teams of which we are huge fans, do reside in that division, the Atlanta Falcons and the Panthers. And we will be going over the Falcons a little bit in detail. Let's see. Devontae Adams, of course, gets tagged today after some other news that we'll uh, go over. I don't know if anybody's heard anything about that. Uh, a guy named Cam Robinson, whom I've never heard of, uh, got franchise tagged for the second year in a row. He's a left tackle. He plays for the Jags. Orlando Brown gets tagged by Kansas City. That's not surprising. That team still needs the O-line help. Team that probably should have. I mean, you look at the Bills. You look at Kansas City. They sh Either of those teams should have won the Super Bowl. It's it's a bit ludicrous neither of them did. I mean, get, let, let Buffalo get to play Kansas City in that game. Let's see if they lose and fuck it up. Uh, Joku got tagged by Cleveland. Kind of a weird one. It's weird seeing these tight ends uh, get tagged. Gusecki also gets tagged. By Miami. I don't know how that affects their their number because I'm not an expert. I'm not a capologist. I don't know anything. Anyway, so uh, let's see. And then the last tag I've got here that's that's live is Jesse Bates. 
from the Super Bowl losing Cincinnati Bengals. Not really surprised there. Dude had a breakout season. It was excellent. It's definitely a spot where they get more production than they were expecting this season, so I'm not really surprised he gets franchise tag. Probably leads to I, a, lot, a lot of these franchise tags when you look at it. Uh, Devontae Adams, this is a franchise tag just simply so that he doesn't get, uh, he, he can't negotiate with other teams. This just gives them the exclusive rights to basically work on that contract extension, which they will need to do because they got it. They're, they're in cap hell. So speaking of that, let's get to the first of the big news. This dropped yesterday. Shefty was all over the place. Adam Schefter, uh, contract year for Adam Schefter. So he's really been piling on. We got Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons, perhaps formerly of the Atlanta Falcons, gets a year-long suspension for gambling on the NFL. Who would do that? Well, to be fair, who would do that while they're a player? That's a good question. The answer is Cal Ridley. He's only the fifth player ever to get suspended in the NFL for gambling on games. Kind of interesting. It's almost surprising it hasn't been more, but I guess with, with gambling only being legalized... In some states here lately, I mean, it's been so verboten in this country. I mean, it's obviously been back alleys, paper bags, full, filled with cash. Guy's named Bruce. It's all a thing. So I, I do think there's an element here where when you're talking about the sports betting and you're talking about it being so new, like the fact that th this is probably what happens with Cal Ridley here. I mean, I'm wild speculation. But he just got caught up. Like, I mean, he's getting inundated. He's getting, like, he's sitting at home. He's watching NFL. Follow me. He's, I don't want to, oh. He's watching all these games. He's getting bombarded with ads for DraftKings Sportsbook, Caesar Sportsbook, yada, yada, yada. He happened to be, I think um, the reporting was that he happened to be in Florida at the time. Florida, of course, does have some semblance of legalized gambling that you can just do on your phone. This is the thing. He's sitting on the couch. He's jerking around with his phone. All of a sudden, he places, and, you know, he's got a bigger bank. It's like you and I placing a, a $10 bill on a game. It's like, fuck it. And apparently, the, the, the reports are, so far, the early the early reports here is that he was just, he put about 1500 bucks. Oh, there's so many in that house. I'm not going to land there. He put about 1500 bucks on a couple parlays, a couple of which did have the Falcons in them, but it... And I do think this is a really important detail, especially when you talk about the appeal, which he will be appealing. And I do suspect he will be able to get this reduced, which is not good news for the Falcons. Because technically right now, the, the Falcons are getting a little bit of cap relief, which they desperately need if Cal Ridley doesn't actually play this season. They don't have to count him against their cap. They can use that money elsewhere. Um, they can not necessarily need to so aggressively move themselves away from Matt Ryan, even though they still need to do that anyway, but... Anyway, what was it? Yeah, so the, the report is it was $1,500 in a couple parlays, like a 3, a 5, and an 8. Like, nothing nothing insane. Nothing the rest of us don't do on a fairly regular basis. He didn't ever bet against the Falcons, and like I said, that's, that's a very important detail that will need to be verified because I do think I do think the details will matter a lot in this case you know you got you got the guy out here putting 10 20 you know huge massive bets on his team to lose that's sketchy you got a guy sitting in his couch putting you know a couple like $500 and again for him chump change $500 par parlay for him is nothing 
Got a guy cut, doing, throwing a couple bucks on a couple, you know, rando parlays. We've all been there, God knows. You know, that's, that's uh, probably foolish in light of the fact that it's going to cost him millions at this point. Millions. Dude's in his prime. Like, even if he sits, th this is the thing. Like, these guys could really, when they sit for a year in their prime, it's so penal, especially in the NFL. He, he, yeah. But it, it really is. Like, that's just, you're never, you can't get those years back. You can't get that time back. It's such a small window these players get to play in. Now, I really do think that it, 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 it's a big deal. Let's see. We're, oh, uh, you know, here's a question, too. Is there a significant, because I saw this floating around. Is there really a significant difference between betting, and, and, and again, important detail, him betting on his own team. Is there a huge difference between betting on your own team and having incentives written into your contract. There's a level where it's exactly the same thing. You were you were literally incentivized to perform well for your team. Again, as long as you're betting on your team to win, I'm not going to get into a huge discussion of what's right, what's wrong. I mean, that's probably fine. I'm just saying, like, I mean, these, these, we do have contracts with incentives in them, and that's apparently okay. But if a guy wants to bet on himself, like, literally bet on himself, that's apparently legal. Now, I, I mean, I'm not, you know, no expert, and I can see, oh, there's probably slippery slope or something going on there. Man, people always want to do slippery slopes when they don't even apply. Anyway, that's what's going on with Cal Ridley. Uh, again, a guy sitting at home, not getting to do much, gets popped for betting. It's a big story. There's a lot more to unpack here. I think it's a bigger story ultimately for the Falcons, especially in the short term. Just because he was, he was either going to play a significant part... It was a big question what was going to happen to Calvin Ridley this offseason. And I do think it factored in what their plans are. I guess they should thank him for this happening now. I mean, you definitely want this to happen pre-draft. God knows. God forbid this happens post-draft. And then you're very... You, you, got, you got a lot. You're stuck on this. This happening pre-draft gives them a lot better idea, like, what they're going to have to deal with, what the fallout's going to be, what the cap ramifications are what the roster construction things are going to have to do, etc., etc. Like, I think there's a level where, not him, obviously, I don't think he did this, but because the alleged act, I don't think we can call it, I mean, the I guess the betting, the, the actual act of the betting is somewhat confirmed, even by Ridley himself, confirmed that it was only 1500 bucks. but I don't know. Anyway. That shit happened back in November. He wasn't doing nothing. I, I just, I, it, <laughs> unapologetically, a sports betting podcast here, so it's hard. There, there's no, ch there's not going to be any chastising here for certainly the act, definitely not the impulse, and just the fact that again, like you're, you're sitting at this, this is where we're at with sports betting in America. Is you're sitting at home, and especially so, you look at Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley plays for the Falcons. Falcons are in Atlanta. Atlanta is in Georgia. Georgia, where I live, I live in Atlanta as well. Not currently a state with legalized sports gambling. So when you finally do get to a spot where you can do it, and, and as somebody who has lived in England and overseas and... Why? Wait. What's that? What's that slurp fish? I need 10 more shields. Anyway, again, when you get... When you have that power in your hand, the first time I walked into just a legal bookie, you just walk in with money, with currency... And you just 
place a bet. That's it. That shit's cool as fuck. You don't really, like, you're like, wow, that's that's it. There's no sketchiness. Like, when you grow up in America, and you get that that, that first couple times when you get to just throw some money on a game, and there's, there's no there's no extra legality. It's like the first time you get to smoke weed where it's legal. Like, first time I got to smoke weed in Colorado, it's like, okay, this is, like, I, I, just, I can just do this, huh? You just walk around. That's basically legal everywhere now. But it's the same thing. The same thing's gonna happen with sports betting. Same thing's happened with this, and I'm just saying, he probably just lost his mind a little bit. He's sitting there. He's having a good time. Maybe had a few. Maybe, you know. They're telling, they're saying, hey, deposit now, and you get free whatevers. So, I don't know. Cal Ridley. Uh, it's an unfortunate situation, especially for him. I don't think it's awful for the Falcons. I think there might be a level, and this is really where we're missing Matt here, but I think you're really missing out on, uh, I don't think it's really a bad thing for the Falcons. So Cal Ridley uh, gets popped for a year for betting. Today what happens is two big dominoes fall. Now there's still a lot of dominoes. So th this is basically, these were the two big, I, I would say in the, in the quarterback market, which is funny because neither of these guys were free agents. But the two big dominoes that fell today in the quarterback market was... Oh, shit. Am I not in the circle? Oh, I'm not even close. Oh, I'm so far. Wow. Okay. That's probably poor technique. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let me not lose my train of thought here. Two big dominoes falling today. Aaron Rodgers says he's going back to the Packers. Shocking. Awesome. Thanks for really uh, carrying us on this journey with you, Aaron, the last couple years. It's really been you making all this shit that's just your personal business, air business. It's very exciting. Am I conveying in the tone how exciting this news is? It's not. It's not even terribly surprising, especially at this point. So let's, let's, the other one obviously is Russell Wilson getting traded to the Broncos, pending his approval, because it is, it should be noted, he does have no trade clause. Uh, I would assume that this wouldn't be getting reported as thoroughly as it is if it, if there were a chance of it getting vetoed by him. So let's uh, let's assume that that's not really on the table. Let's address the Rodgers stuff first. So Rodgers again, duh. I do. I thought the best chance of him at this point was retiring. I didn't know it. I think this whole engagement. Well, if you want to go back, you can go back a couple years on this actually. Aaron Rodgers was dating Danica Patrick, already a sports power couple. Danica Patrick's huge name. Uh, they seem to be well suited. Yada yada. They break up. Don't know why. One there. Don't have significant info. They break up. No, where's the sort of droid? This is definitely not the droid I'm looking for. They break up. Seems like very shortly thereafter we get uh, news that Aaron Rodgers is dating uh, Shailene Woodley who's an actress she's a fair bit okay Google how old is Shailene Woodley Shailene Woodley is 30 years old okay so she's 7 or 8 years younger than Aaron Rodgers not, not significant okay Google how old is Aaron Rodgers that's what I thought, yeah. It's like eight years younger, so it's not its not a huge... I mean, it's not... I mean, especially in fame, in the realm of pretty people, doing shit, all that. Uh, hardly a uh, shocking, a scandalous, a 
age difference, but but some, but some. Especially when you consider. Okay, Google. How old is Danica Pat Patrick? Danica Patrick is 39 years old. That's what I was saying. So they they I mean in and that one I mean hell Danica Patrick apparently a little older even than uh than old A Rod. So, so it's, it's definitely it's definitely a different thing going on there. Who knows? They get together again very shortly after his 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 thing with Danica Patrick, which, like I said, seemed like it was going okay. You know, again, they seem very well matched. They're sort of like same level of this, that, and the other. Fame, success, to some extent. Oh, the fuck, there's somebody behind me trying to shoot. Try to shoot them. Okay, anyway, all, all this to say, Aaron Rodgers has gone through quite the, uh, he's gone through quite the personal journey here lately, uh, relationship-wise, personally-wise. This is the other thing, is he, he, he's re-examining all the relationships in his life, and I think including his relationship with the Green Bay Packers. So when he does that, he sort of looks around, he's very frustrated with their success, and he says, you know, what's going on here? Maybe I'm not happy here. Maybe there's something more out there for me. Uh, I've got this new wifey. I, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know why I'm speculating as to Aaron Rodgers' stuff. But it exists. So. I'm trying not to get shot in the streets. Anyway, we all know. I don't know why I'm telling y'all some shit about Aaron Rodgers that you already know. Wow, did I miss this person eight more times? Jesus Christ. Shit. Anyway, I got shot. Okay, let's, let's focus on this because that was... Okay. Aaron Rodgers, whatever. A after all this... A lot of bullshit, a lot of blah, 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 blah. He ends up exactly where he thought he was going to end up, back with the Packers. It's the most logical place for him. They're going to have to do a lot of cat movement. So this is the interesting thing about them. Say, like, retaining Rodgers and then also retaining and then tagging Devontae Adams. This team is, let's look at the number, 20, it's 27.5 million. 28 million over. This is before the salary cap. This is before tagging Adams, and this is before paying Rodgers. Because the presumption here is that you're going to re-sign Aaron Rodgers. You can move around a little cap space, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to, like, like he's not going to come back for bullshit money. I don't think. Looking back, the person he's chasing the most is obviously Tom Brady. Tom Brady's finally gone. He understands that. Tom Brady... Very famously, when he was with the Patriots, never the most highly paid player on his team. The question will be, like, wh what is Aaron Rodgers' priority? Because I don't really get it at this point. Is it legacy? Is it respect? Is it money? Is it just personal satisfaction? That's a hard... I'm not having a good time with that word. How happy he try and be. Anyway. And I do think when we look at 
what the numbers come out with this Rodgers thing, that will really inform what his whole deal is. Is he going to insist on being the highest paid quarterback and and thereby the most high, the, the highest paid? Man, wow, really, I'm going to take a drink of wine. Then we're going to come back to this. All I'm saying is we haven't seen Aaron Rodgers single for a long time. He can stay focused. He's with the team. I do think it'll be really interesting to see how this contract shakes out. Because I think it's hard. Aaron, or excuse me, Tom Brady, such a unique case. And when you look at Tom Brady, you're like, hey, that guy played until 44, was playing at an MVP level until he was 44, and quit when he's got at least one more season in him. You got a 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers saying, hey, can I get a fight? Like, if he just turns around, he looks at the Green Bay Packers and says, look at that. Give me five years. Backload that motherfucker. Let's do this. It's less unreasonable than it used to be coming out of a 38-year-old quarterback, but he is coming off another MVP season. What the hell are you supposed to do with that? Anyway, yeah. I mean, this is what I got here. These are my notes here. So, like, are we done here? And finally, like, the, the, at least the Aaron Rodgers drama for now is gone there is a question as to Denver was obviously the most serious suitor allegedly what their, their Tennessee was floating around Tennessee would have been a good fit Steelers were floating around Steelers would have been a good fit but all reports were Denver and obviously Denver moved a lot of chips to the middle of the table to say hey hey Aaron hey hey they hired his OC Hackett they hired another guy from their staff obviously trying to move like enough pieces to get Aaron interested and it just didn't work was Rogers significantly dismayed when he looked at the other quarterbacks in that division because I think he would reasonably do so I mean obviously we're gonna get to Russell Wilson now being in that division so when you look at the other quarterbacks in the division, Derek Carr, who had an excellent season last season, is the worst quarterback in that division. Otherwise, you got Herbert, the fucking hair bear, who's ascendant and will not have, like, I mean, everybody say the fuck out of his way next season. And you combine that with, oh, a little guy named Patrick Mahomes, who is still probably the best quarterback in football. If you want to start here and, like, I mean... You want to sit here and split hairs and talk to me about some Josh Allen? We can have that discussion. If you want to sit here and tell me it might be still be Aaron Rodgers, I can sit through some of that, but not a ton of it. And especially when you're talking about starting your franchise. But this isn't really cogent. That's not really cogent to this discussion. This is more about like where we at now. But but still, you got to deal with that. Like if Aaron Rodgers went there, he's playing all three of those guys twice a season. That's rough. Meanwhile, he gets to look around and say, hey, who am I playing in this division? Oh, it's a very young, still, and extremely unproven Justin Fields. That's twice a season. Yeah, who, who's the other? Minnesota, who does not know what the fuck they're doing. They have no idea what they're doing yet. No idea. Got a new coach. They're still trying to figure out this Kirk Cousins thing. Most likely scenarios that they retain Kirk Cousins. That's not good. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not great. And then, uh, what was that? De Detroit. Who's Detroit? Are they going to be good next season? No. If Detroit wins eight games next season, like, that's a huge, it's a massive, that's a Dan Campbell, you know, five-year extension. Easily. 
So I think that I, I do think that plays a role here. But of course, that also brings back the question of what are Aaron Rodgers' actual priorities? Because if just winning is the priority, then I can and and you combine that with him going back to Green Bay because it's just a better situation overall, like just strategically. I think he's going to win it. I think he knows that there's a significant difference in legacy between a quarterback that won one Super Bowl and one that won two. We would, despite the fact that we know that it was not Peyton Manning who won that Super Bowl against Panthers, it makes a huge difference to his legacy that he won that one. Huge, huge, and he wasn't even a significant part of it. Peyton Manning gets to turn around and say, hey, I won two Super Bowls. Makes a huge difference. Like, we would talk about Peyton. Like, there's no Manning cast right now if he had won one instead of two. Eli is somehow the better quarterback. Eli's got the better legacy right now. You know? I mean, it's just ridiculous. Anyway. So, I, I, I do think, if I had to speculate, I do think that that's probably a bigger priority to, to Aaron Rodgers than... Then he, a he wants to let on. Well, no, I think he, I think he kind of lets people know that the, the legacy question is a question. Anyway, that's Aaron Rodgers. That was obviously that's that's been a developing story in the NFL for quite some time now, and we, and we have some clarity on the issue, which thank God because I don't want to talk about that shit anymore. And it wasn't really that interesting to begin with. And he didn't he didn't play it right, man. He didn't play it like far, man. You got to drag that shit out. You got to really. Uh, he did have that one cryptic Instagram post a couple weeks ago that made everybody think he was about to say some shit and he didn't and, and I do think he was playing around but even still I'm just I'm just glad that the the nations uh our, our little hostage situation finally oh god can you fuck all the way off So anyway, so we know that Rodgers uh, basically decided. I, I, I'd say it's. I'd, I'd say it's pretty easy to say he declined to go to the Broncos. So the Broncos immediately after finding that uh, Aaron Rodgers in about that life trade for Russell Wilson. Now Russell Wilson has said many times that where he wants to be is Seattle. Lies. He's also said a lot that he doesn't want to be. He, he he's used all that wording where it's like, "Hey, what I want, what I want is this," or what, or you know, what would be nice. That that kind of stuff. It's like, well, I see what you're saying, but like you, you're bullshitting right now. And it proves to be right. He gets traded to Denver for a haul. So let's let's look at this haul real quick. Uh, yeah, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see how everybody deals with the fact that clearly. Russell Wilson was sort of their second choice. Like, yeah, and, and he's a great second choice to have. But he was definitely their second choice. They wanted Rodgers. They couldn't get Rodgers. Now they've uh, they've got Russell Wilson, which is awesome. But, you know, nobody, like, if, it's almost, it's not quite an opportunity cost thing. It's like, oh, your second, second best guy was this guy. Russell Wilson never won an MVP. He's won the one Super Bowl. He really hasn't... Since a lot of those defensive players left, 
or have been leaving the last few years. He really hasn't been the same guy. He's still shackled to Pete fucking Carroll, whose play calling is uh, ancient on a good day. Even though when we try to let Russ cook, it doesn't seem to go well either. I'm not really sure how good Russell Wilson is in 2022. That'll be that'll be a big question here. You got you got to love a lot of that skill set, but he, we've been finding a lot of these small body guys. They just really don't hold up, and that finally caught up to Russell Wilson this season. And we'll see how it affects him going forward. Now, a you know a new start, you know Anna's start, and a new place, new coach, new weapons. Even though they traded fans, so let's go over that. Let's go real quick. Let's go over this package. Seattle got, you know, it's rebuilding a can. They got two first-round picks. They got two second-round picks. They got a fifth-round pick. They got Noah Fant, who is good, by the way. Noah Fant, if you play, if you ever get to play with him, Madden, you can really turn him into something special pretty fucking quick. Noah Fant's awesome. They get Drew Locke back, who I guess is the presumptive starter at that point. I mean, I suppose that team is theoretically in the market for a quarterback, and they could go that direction, but if you've just traded away the franchise, you're coming off basically, like, like the trading way of Russell Wilson is basically the official closing of the Seattle window. Obviously, it actually closed, you know, middle of last season, but that team has been perennially a playoff team, a perennial contender. Even after moving a lot of the Legion of Boom, that team's been quite good and, and, and showing up basically every season. It could even be argued that this season they wouldn't have been so bad. I mean, Russell Wilson gets hurt in the middle of the season, and then they rush him back. Like he lost, he his record isn't good, but I think in the records in the games that he's healthy, his record even wasn't terrible. So you get Russell Wilson, they get Drew Locke, which is all to say, okay. So I think then at that point Seattle looks around, they say, well, we have a starting quarterback more or less. We've got all these picks, which by the way, since we have them now and we suck. Those picks will get better. Well, no, I guess they only, I guess they don't, that's not how that works. I fucked that up, but it's, it's fine. I mean, either way, let's see. Who's the other team they traded with? Uh, Denver, Denver, Denver. Does Denver have good, uh... I don't know what year the picks were. I guess Denver has probably a middling pick this season. It, it doesn't matter. Anyway, picks are picks. First round talent is first round talent. Jesus, what the fuck was that? You just, you just got a lot of picks. Like, even if you hit on one or two of those picks going forward and say you use one of them on a rookie quarterback. You got, you got a lot to work with there. This also is pretty good for Denver because I have uh, the, the scuttlebutt is Von Miller may be ready to come back like it was just a rental. He'll be willing to come back for Denver next year. I think that would be a big pickup for them. Apparently he's still got a lot in the tank. I think that was the question there. You know, if you're Denver you look around and you say, hey, What's up with Von Miller? Is he even any good anymore? Yada yada, blah blah blah. And then you're like, oh, he just won the Super Bowl and played a fairly significant role, I'd say. I mean, I'm not saying. I don't know. The Rams just got that Super Bowl in the end, ultimately. Like, there was a lot of skin of the teeth. And when you win by that essentially small of a margin, especially in consecutive games, I could say that you could say that, you know, a, a player like Von Miller made a big enough difference to to give them the victory there. I mean, obviously, the Rams have a lot of moves that push them in that general direction. And they went, and they notoriously went all in on this season. And they, and they, and they cashed a the ticket, and that's good.
They've got significant free agents, including Von Miller, who is likely to, I mean, well, likely, I don't know, but he's going to go to Denver. Well, he can also look at Denver now, and he, he can actually see the plan. Says, hey, Noah Fantaside, and I guess Shelby Harris, <laughs> this team is actually good to go now. Still a great defense. You put Von Miller back on that team. Team looks pretty stout. Oh, fuck you. Hey, piss, piss all the way off. Anyway, which is all to say, yeah, we'll, the, the, which is all to say the Drew Lock era now officially begins in Seattle. Everybody get ready, because it's going to be great. It's not, but, you know, whatever. We're here. So those are the big, big three stories that made me call the emergency show today. I'm sure there will be a lot more storylines coming through in the NFL coming up here soon. We're very excited. I mean, it's not that exciting. Obviously, we all watched Combine this week. Lots of fast times from a lot of Georgia guys. Spoiler alert, Georgia defense was really good this season. A lot of those guys are going to shoot up your board. Well, not our board, but, you know, people's board. The board. Mel Kuyper. Mel Kuyper in that hair. Boy, Mel Kuyper in that hair. It is It is something else. It really is. So, it's his time of year. We, uh, OK Google already told us when the draft is. That's kind of the next big significant. Are they going to look at me and try to shoot me, or are they going to fuck all the way off? I'm gonna try to shoot that bastard in the back. Just hit him once, for the love of God. him in the face god damn it okay real quick um that that'll be close to the show we got a couple round ball picks um let's see ncaa tournament winners uh acc duke will win they're minus 125 they're the favorite conference usa you got uab plus 155 they're the favorite in their tournament that'll be a pick big sky weber state always got always love some weber state uh ever since them beating Carolina so many years ago love some Weber State they're plus 400 they're not the favorite uh, a 10 Davidson wins that tournament plus 330 Pac-12 UCLA plus 160 Big East Nova is plus 150 they're the favorite Big Ten Michigan plus 1100 they're gonna do it for uh, Juwan Howard SEC Kentucky they're plus 190 they're the favorite not a huge favorite obviously, in the SEC, as they often are, but they are uh, the favorite there. Big 12, Texas, plus 600. Picked that because I didn't realize Shaka Smart wasn't their coach anymore. Uh, I was definitely betting on that, but he's not there anymore, so I'm still picking it, but the reason is poor. NBA, Brooklyn at uh, tonight. That's that's conference tournaments going on this weekend. They'll come in eight on Sunday in anticipation selection or are they calling it Selection Monday? I've heard it called Selection Monday. That's some bell schnickel. NBA games tonight. Brooklyn at Charlotte. Charlotte plus four and a half points. 
New Orleans at Memphis. Memphis minus six and a half points. Cleveland at Indiana. Cleveland minus three points. Milwaukee at OKC. We're going to take under 232 points there. And the Clippers at Golden State. Golden State minus six. Big rebound game for them, uh, if you'll pardon the pun, after that ass-kicking by LeBron the other night. All right, that's the show. Thanks for stopping in for the emergency session.